The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, marketers and SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And today we're going to discuss SEO product management and internal project pitching. Joining me is Gus Pelogia, who is the SEO product manager at Indeed. Indeed is the number one job site in the world connecting job seekers with opportunities. Today, Gus and I are going to discuss why SEO product management is more than writing dev tickets. This podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Gus, the SEO product manager at Indeed. Gus, welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. Hi, Jordan. Thank you for having me on the show and let's discuss tickets. Yeah, I'm super excited about this conversation. I'm actually excited about both of our conversations. Tomorrow, we're actually going to talk about a very interesting topic as well, which is pitching projects. Uh, And there's no better timing than now here as we're getting into the fall, at least in our hemisphere on you know the, those kinds of efforts, pitching projects and plans and all that kind of stuff. But to start, let's talk about dev tickets and what that means. And maybe even before we get into the specific dev tickets, maybe you can give us a little bit of background about how you got into product management and the product management of SEO. Yeah, sure. So I think that's a, that's a great question. And I'm going to go back a little bit before I answer that question, because a few weeks ago, I spoke at Breath and SEO 
about SEO and product management. And a lot of people came to talk to me after the talk, but the number one question was exactly this, how did I got into SEO product management? And the truth is I just stumbled upon it. I did not know it was a role, it was a thing I could do. And maybe I was already doing this in certain ways, but I didn't know there was a title behind it. I joined Indeed as an SEO manager. And after two months, around two months, the person who was in this role decided to leave the company. And my boss thought I was a good person to take that over. And I had done some audits, you know, the usual SEO thing, doing some presentations and, and whatnot. And I think he realized that I could explain things in an easy way. And he gave me a shot. So I've been in this role now for a year and a half. And I would not like to go back to not be an SEO uh, PM uh, anytime in the future. I enjoy the mentality and the things that we do very much. And it just makes me really proud of the work that I do and transforming a vision into reality. I love that, Gus. And I think, you know, uh, that's the uniqueness about the product management role in SEO. And I'd say for the better part of the last half decade, this has become a really like hot topic and, and hot um, role within the SEO specializations. As you think about that and you think about what makes an SEO product manager an SEO product manager, like what are the functions, what are the skills, what are the capabilities that truly define that role from other roles, say like a an analyst who's a tech analyst or a content SEO or an editorial SEO or a news SEO or an e-commerce SEO in, in, in terms of verticalization of, of industries, what makes a product SEO product SEO and, and genuinely how that role is distinguished? Yeah, I think there are many ways to go about this. So I'm going to try to explain that into three points. I'm just making it up as we go, and let's see if I if I get those three points correct. Absolutely. Go for it. So the first one is pitching ideas. So I spent a lot of time writing what we call PRDs, product requirement documents. You might just call that a, a business case as well. That's fine. And for me, everything starts with writing this document. So let's say if you want to do an internal link project, you want to write that down why you want to do it, what is the impact, why this can't be done with the infrastructure or the tools that we already have, then once you get that approved, you get your vision and your hypothesis very clear. You're going to get directors, um, managers, other stakeholders to come in and give you ideas or maybe push back or question a few ideas that you have. But once you get that on, on a good place, you go to the second point, which is the project management of that idea. You're going to write tickets. You're going to join sprint planning. You're going to plan how big those tickets are and how much effort is required to execute them. And what are the minimal number of tickets that you can get away to release that as an MVP? And then we go to the third point, which is proving the impact of that idea. So we all know internal links are important. Pages with more internal links tend to rank better. You know, it's a it's a, one of the truths of SEO, right? Everyone thinks an internal link is a secret that nobody knows about, but everybody knows about and everybody's doing it. Yeah. But you, you need to prove that impact, right? So is that impact is a 5% incremental increase in traffic or, or you know, reach or sales or whatever you're looking after? So proving that impact is very important for you 
to keep getting more resources to do more of those things. After you do your MVP, which is, you know, you have your the bare bones of this project, it's released, it's gathering data, and you can prove that it actually has an impact and what the impact is. Then you can go into, okay, now I have a long-term vision for this. I want to make it a little bit more beautiful. I want to release this into more countries or more websites and, and so on. But until you get to prove a little bit that that specific thing actually works, you will not get into the, the other levels. Right. So let's transition into something that's really important here, right? As you get through these kind of three core functions of what a great SEO product manager does, let's talk about the relationships here, right? Because I think that's what's also very unique about the SEO product manager role is that the relationships you carry, you hold, you maintain are very different from other SEO roles. Would really like to get your perspective on that and maybe even some real examples of what that looks like at Indeed. Yes, I think the it, it's very cross-functional. I mean, SEO is cross-functional, but there's another layer here. I'll give you an example. A few weeks on, on this role, someone from UX started chatting with me and showing the ideas that they had. And I wasn't really sure why they were approaching me with all of these ideas because I didn't really see the how they were so connected. But shortly after, we started having these monthly meetings and I noticed that they were doing a lot of things that I could just borrow. I could just take a, a specific way that they were tagging pages that was made for users. It, you know, there was zero SEO consideration on what they were doing, but I could get exactly what they had mapped or worked on and transform that into an SEO initiative. And I could just do the technical part, but all the content mapping and uh, there was a lot of heavy lifting that it was already done. And I only got to discover these things because I was just having chats with them. So once every two weeks I would meet with the UX, sometimes we would have no agenda. Like five minutes before the meeting, I was like, oh, I didn't put anything here. But I would say, oh, I'm working on this, this, and this. And like, oh, this actually works with this other thing. And you would start having conversations and just have ideas that seem to come from nowhere. But as you get to know people and get to know what they're doing, it gets much easier to tag along and you know, do one piece of work and get two projects out of it. That's great. And with respect to executing those projects, right? Like, how do you get this work done, right? And, and there must be a marriage between a variety of different stakeholders here, right? Uh, analytics, data, possibly some, some content or research teams, and then all the way through to engineering, right? Yes, yes. I think uh, working with different stakeholders, especially with engineers, it, it's very different from what I pictured before I was on this role, right? I worked in an agency for many years and you do an audit and you send a list of things that the devs have to fix it. Sometimes these devs are also from another agency that was hired by your client and they are getting billed per hour or they have a certain timeline of things that they have to do. And that conversation wouldn't always flow on the best way. Maybe they would say, oh, we did it, but it wasn't done the way we planned and so on. But now that I have daily send-ups with engineers and I see the other things they have to do as well, sometimes there are projects that are not just our choice from our team to do. No, there's some platform improvements that have to be done across the whole company or there's, I don't know, some accessibility audit that's being done and you know everybody has to get on board and you start realizing that sometimes the SEO tickets are not being picked up because 
you're just throwing things at them and you don't know how big the workload actually is. And sometimes it's about writing the ticket on a way that the engineers understand, they see the impact and why they're supposed to do this. And also they might find better ways to do it. But once you work closer with them, you understand the paths that they will take for a lot of things. So I can estimate in my head how many story points something will take or, you know, if something will be on this print or they will only be able to take in, in a couple more because they're fixing something else before this can be added to the line of work and so on. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Love it. And, you know, one of the things that I always like to ask product SEOs when we're on, on the podcast is what happens when things aren't working, right? What happens when you're dealing, and you mentioned this earlier, right? Like kind of unlocking with engineering and figuring some things out and like, you know, solving together, but like, where do you start and how does a, a real product manager set the tone for either tickets that aren't getting completed or even worse, like the ability for engineering to execute the request isn't being uh, met because of either some roadblock, some sort of a challenge, whether it's technical or otherwise. How do you solve for that as a PM? Yeah. So I usually, as my boss says, I am a scrappy. So I try to find solutions with the resources that I have. So sometimes you envision something to be done in a certain way, but it's not possible or it would cost way too much. And sometimes I will try to approach on a different way or I wait until another engineer is available to discuss that before I file a ticket, right? Maybe I file a ticket and someone says, we can do this. I actually had a, a case last year that one of the engineers said, oh, we, we can't do this. And I came back with a, this is the impact. This is the problem that we have. It is really big. And once I explained how important that thing was and he could see the impact that it would have, he's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe there's a way to fix this. Because sometimes you have things that are just a nice to have, but it will take a lot of effort. And once you are inside, you start prioritizing those things yourself, right? So I have a ticket there that is seeding to fix an image type but that problem only shows up if we upload an image on a, on a size that is different from what's supposed to show up. That ticket 
is going to sit there for months and months because it's not really important. I can't tie any huge improvement on the back of it because as long as people are uploading the images on the right size and there are not tons of images to be uploaded, that problem is not going to show up. So I'd rather get that time, even though it's small, to get an engineer to work on something that is much, much bigger and that has a higher impact, but it still costs the same amount of effort. So I think a lot is about how you plan, you write, and how you protect the space as well, because people will come to you with tons of different requests. You're going to get a request from SEO. We're going to get another one from the content team or from UX and, and so on. And they're all valid. Some of them are could be bugs or some are small improvements. But once you are on the trenches and you know how much space you actually have, I sometimes file a ticket knowing that this ticket, I'm not even going to bring this on the sprint planning for, for many months because I know there are other things that are more important. And I know other things that other people will ask will come in front of this one. So it kind of helps you make peace with what can be done and what's going to be done and focus on on things that you can do without touching some of those tickets. Yeah, love it. And it's it's so valuable because there's a lot of insights in there in terms of like what goes into a ticket, like how you scope and how you define tickets. That's part of the the real work here, right? Because what we're talking about today is is not just about being a product SEO, but really the efforts that are required outside of just writing tickets and research, discovery, understanding, uh, technical know-how. All these are elements that go into the efforts of writing tickets. And then in the ticketing process, there is the negotiation, the pitching, the defining, the, the acceptance criteria with your engineering teams to ensure that can be executed properly. So the reality is that we have a lot of inputs and organization that happens in the ticketing process. As a PM of SEO, what ultimately makes you successful? What are the criteria and the determining factors that make you successful? And specifically, what I'd love for our listeners to gather from this conversation is, what are the input factors? We all know we want to drive more traffic. We all know we want to drive more, more readership or more active users or more leads or whatever that main business KPI is. But what are the real SEO product management factors that are considered part of success? Yeah, so I think there are a few. I would start with clear tickets. I feel I, I got better at this. And once you start understanding how the team works and the product works, you realize that something that may sound very simple, it actually requires several tickets. And to give a very simple example, once I started, if we wanted to make a change, Let's say I want to make a visual change. I want this element to appear on a different part of the page. So I would say, I want this CTA to be on a, on a different place. And what they would say is, okay, we need two tickets for this. We need one for the CMS and we need one for the web app. So I already know that every change that I want to do that is a visual on the website, it does require at least those two tickets. So now I don't write one ticket for everything to be done, I do write two of them and often they'll be on separate sprints. So it also helps me to manage when this thing will be fully completed. Yeah, so very, very clear tickets and being part of the sprint planning as well. Now that I sit with the engineers almost every day, so I know what they're doing, I know what's on the sprint and we usually have a, a meeting 
every few weeks before sprint planning where we discuss what are the ideas we have for SEO. So is it possible to do this thing we have in mind? How costly it is to do this thing versus this other thing? So I come to sprint planning already with the list of tickets. So the day before, we're going to have this conversation and say, okay, how much space do we have? Those are the tickets I want to have in. They're already estimated. They're ready to be picked up. They've been triaged already. So everything is ready for them to pick it up. If I have a ticket that I, I want it done, but it hasn't been estimated or is missing requirements, it will not make to the sprint. So I try to be very reasonable to what we can actually do. So if they tell me we have this amount of space for those tickets because something else has to happen first, I already make that selection myself. So I might spend some time every two weeks just looking at the screen and thinking, are all the tickets that I want to be done? Is there something else that I want to be done at first? And there's always a trade-off. Do I want more different activities to keep moving or do I want to close shorter activities faster and ship things faster and start collecting results faster? And there's also a trade-off because maybe you can get something small done quicker, but your bigger bet will take longer to get done. So, you know, depending on the, the moment, the situation and the needs around the team, and they might come from my manager, from other CEOs and other teams, you kind of choose, I'm going to do this small thing, but I'll get that done completed now, or I'm going to have this project just dropping bit by bit. But once I complete, something's going to be something much bigger with a much higher impact. Yeah, I think this is a great place for us to segue. It's a perfect place to set up the conversation of what is success to then going back to pitching projects, right? Because a lot of that effort starts early in the process in what your project is, how you pitch it, how you scope it, and then how you ultimately get to success, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think all, all this work starts much earlier than just putting tickets on on a platform and, and starting a sprint. And there's a lot of work that happens before a simple ticket is out there. You make sure that everything makes sense and always, always just have one request on a ticket. Don't try to put a few more things in there because if those are different activities, the engineer that picks it up will look at as different activities. They will ask you to break that down. And it might be silly, but sometimes even that feeling that something was completed that once you break it down into smaller tasks, it feels that you are getting closer to the end to complete it versus just having one thing that is very, very long and you kind of don't get that feeling of completion uh, getting closer. No doubt. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices Search Podcast. Thanks to Gus Pelogia from Indeed for joining us. In part two of this interview, which will be published tomorrow, Gus and I are going to discuss pitching big SEO projects internally. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Gus, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter where his handle is at Pelogia, P-E-L-O-G-I-A, or visit his personal website, GusPelogia.com. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io.
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 